Hello, my name is PJ Alex, and with me is HR Paperstacks. We are your hosts for the next arbitrary block of time. Our goal is to entertain, enlighten, and examine all things dope. Each week, we're bringing you breakdowns of the hottest new music, commentary on the newest media from around the web, and the latest news from the world of tech. This is Virtual Dopeness. Before we get into the big explanation of where the hell I've been for the last month or so, uh, I really wanted to send a huge shout out to African Feminist. You are our first five-star review on iTunes, and we really appreciate you. You did this before we even said, before I think it was either episode six or episode seven, where I said that we would send you something for our first person. That had nothing to do with this. You did this out of the goodness of your heart, and we really appreciate you. So go ahead, hit us up at at virtualdopeness at gmail.com. We're going to hook you up with something. Because we love you, we love our listeners, and we love everybody who is holding it down for us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Now, on with the rest of the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is PJ Alex, and welcome to the music section of Episode 8 of the Virtual Dopeness Podcast. You miss me? No, seriously, did you miss me? Because I missed the hell out of you guys, and I missed doing this. Um, it's been a while. It's been almost a well, almost a month and a half, and that is atrocious. So let's not even dance around it. Let's not play with things. I apologize, guys. This is this is on me. Um, some of you know, some of you don't. I've had uh, life throw me a curveball. And with that curveball came some important decisions to make. So I had to take some time back, make those decisions. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm back now. And I want to keep this stuff going. I got to rebuild momentum up. I got to start from the ground up. But if you guys are listening to this now, I need you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell the world about virtual dopeness and, and what I strive and what you enjoy about it. Um, just a second ago, I talked to you guys about our first iTunes five-star review. That was freaking awesome. And I really appreciate everybody else who has reached out to me, said, Hey, what's going on? Haven't seen an episode in a minute. Haven't seen an episode in a while. And, uh, but people held, held me down. Uh, our co-hosts <laughs> from KC to MH to Ron Deep, everybody, uh, Gold member, uh, Marty, uh, Styles. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember what, what, what we called everybody. HR. Everybody has held me down. Everybody has come to me, said what's up, and expressed interest on getting on this, this back off the ground because people are enjoying it. Um, so enough about me. Today I came to you guys to talk to you about the, uh, Album that I one of the the ones that I listed as as something that I was looking forward to for the summer. I was looking forward to for the year in general, 
that is Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment Surf. Now, with this, we're going to do our own special little experiment because um, experimentation is the key to success, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. This section is going to be just me. It's going to be a conversation with me and you guys. And I, I want to hear your feedback because, honest to God, I don't know how this is going to come out. I'm sitting here recording this, and it's just me in a room about to talk about an album. Loved it or hated it. You'll find out in a second. But this could be a regular thing. This could maybe not be a regular thing. That's why I'm testing it out just on this one section and not a whole hour show. Because if I had to listen to me for an hour, I'd probably stop listening to. Because, well, quite frankly, I, I do think I'm pretty awesome, but who knows? <laughs> this is this is this is up to you guys. So I want to know what you think about this experiment. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it something you want to hear every once in a while? Just me kind of riffing and giving information or giving my opinion, ranting, if you will. I'm not Bill O'Reilly. I'm not the the normal talking head who just talks to hear myself talk. That's why I have guests. That's why I have people. And hopefully we'll be getting HR paper stacks back in action very soon. Hopefully everything is going on with him. I'm actually going to be able to get the chance to go out and see him in a couple days. I'm excited. He's excited. Everybody's excited. Um, so without further ado, let's hop into this. This is Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. Why do you care? First off, what is the background? If you are a Chance the Rapper fan, you know what this is and you've been anticipating this for a while. Um... Chance went ahead and branched out and said, hey, I'm not going to make my next album until after this Social Experiment album is done. The Social Experiment is a music collective that has been working together for a, a good little while to write music for other people, to play on other people's albums. It's a bunch of musicians. Uh, Donnie Trumpet, um, whose real name is Nico uh, Siegel, it was the person that ended up bringing all these people together. And Nico and, well, Donnie Trumpet and Chance the Rapper are actually good friends from Chicago. Um, Donnie is actually the person who introduced Chance to Vic Mensa. Uh, if you guys watched the Breakfast Club interview, you know all this information. I'm not giving you anything. But there are people who don't like to watch the Breakfast Club interviews or maybe missed them and didn't go back or skipped over and whatever. So I just want to give you the background a little bit of what's going on here. So the other people in the collective, like I said, Donnie Trumpet brought everybody together. Chance the Rapper, Pete, I'm, I'm going to screw these names up terribly. Uh, Colternate, Greg, Landafair Jr., and Nate Fox. Um, is that Nate or is that Nail? Eh, my screen isn't the best. I don't, don't judge me on... Yeah, it's Nate Fox. Sorry about that. <laughs> so they got together. They've been working with a number of different artists. They've been working with um, mainly hip-hop, but also reaching across R&B, jazz, um, blues, and have, have been putting out music for other people and working on other people's albums. I believe they said they, they played on J. Cole's album. They played on Kendrick's album. And and if you listen to Pimp Butterfly, you know there's a lot of instrumentation with that. So so I believe that was the beginnings of everything that became great. So the other thing that interests 
people about this album is they went ahead and kind of said, hey, we're making this album. It's our album. But we've worked with so many really cool artists over the past year, two years. People are going to be on the album with us. And we've made relationships with these people. So they're going to be on the album, but we're not going to list them. We're, just, we're not going to tell you. We want you to just come for the music and enjoy what happens. And that's exactly what they gave you. They, they, they do not they hold back when it came to features unlisted. And it, it really hits a high note of saying, wow, this it was it added to the experience of the album. So I'm stuttering over myself. And that's that's one of the gifts and curse of me just sitting here talking and not being able to <laughs> catch up and catch my breath with somebody else here with me. But the awesome part about this was you got to experience it for the first time. And if you just downloaded the album, listen to it. And you just got surprised and said, oh, well, that's really cool that this person's here and they have a really distinctive voice. And or you were running through and you're like, I wonder who that is. And you went and researched it or looked it up or listened to it a couple more times, tried to figure it out. It was like a, a game of Clue in music form. It was freaking awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so the album was actually released on what I believe was the two year anniversary of uh, Acid Rap. Um, it was released slightly after midnight, May 28th, 2015 on iTunes for free. So that was one of the things that kind of caught everybody off, off guard. Well, at least it caught me off guard. I, I went up and I said, I was ready to pay for the album, ready to pay for music. And it was free. How awesome was that? So even if you don't end up enjoying this album entirely, or you listen to it once, What's the harm in trying something for free? Is are, is your hard drive space that precious, guys, where you can't just try a free album? I know you downloaded your cousin's mixtape. So if you did, you can download your cousin's mixtape and that nigga sucks <laughs> and you just didn't have the heart to tell him, then I know you can get you can you can give this a shot and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Now, a lot of people listen to this already. I'm not going to tell you everybody who's on the album, but I'm going to hit some big some some nice hitters in here that I really enjoyed. So second track in, you're listening. Instrumentation kicks up because of course Chance kicks it off, and everybody it's a, it's a great um, great musical intro miracle. There are 16 tracks on the album. Second track in, first voice you hear after about 10, 15, 20 seconds of pre uh, intro into into the song. The unmistakable voice of Buster Rhymes. So you have an album. You don't know you're getting a Buster feature. You don't know what else is is, is included in here. And it's a song. I'm, I'm going to give you the first one. Slip, uh, Slip Slide, which actually ended up being one of my favorite um, tracks on the album, is BJ the Chicago Kid, Buster Rhymes, B.O.B., and Janelle Monet. Come on. Are you serious? Like... That is a treat on a free album. Come and it just goes up from there. So there's a lot of people on this album. Uh, let's go ahead and highlight Migos is in there, Big Sean's in there. Um, a couple other surprises. I'll let you guys discover those on your own. I don't want to to go off on anybody, but one, a couple other people. BJ Chicago Kid pops up again. Rory actually pops up. Rory, if you guys don't know, um, he's an Atlanta-based 
artist. I think he's 17 or 18 right now. He opened up for Outkast when they did their Outkast at last. There are three shows in Atlanta um, celebrating the reunion tour of Outkast, where they did the festival circuit last year and then did the three shows in Atlanta. And yeah, the only three shows that were just their shows were, were here, but they headlined a ton of festivals. So... Rory, uh, just a quick background on him because we could spend all day. He actually just got on the uh, uh, XXL freshman freshman cover. Um, he's gotten props from Andre Three Thousand saying he Andre said that's my favorite new artist. I love this kid. Um, I when Andre said when Three Sacks said that I went ahead got his mixtape, which required which getting his album actually required you to get a certain score on a video game on his website, which I found that pretty awesome. So a nice little crossbreed of technology and media and <laughs> music all put into one. Pretty freaking cool. Um, but you just learn from there to, to he is his own entity. Uh, Rory is his own thing. And you really can't go wrong with it. Um other things on this album, the themes of the album are very positive. Honestly, front to back, you, you feel good coming out of this album. It touches on things like family. It touches on things like relationships. It touches on things like girls, meeting, meeting new girls, meeting new guys, things like that. Because um, there are females that come in throughout the album. Uh, a couple of my favorite uh, tracks uh, out of the 16, Sunday Candy is actually the first uh, single off of it. They recorded the video actually today from the day I'm recording. And I'm recording on the... Uh... Oh, heck. I think it's the 8th or the 9th? Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, Chance actually, they were recording the video and he was showing it in real time, which is actually really cool. Um, so I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. Questions was a really dope track, especially since the female artist is on there. Uh, I've really enjoyed her voice. Um, Rememory is really cool and has a great feature. Go listen to it. Uh, tracks under the name of Go are pretty much undefeated. I don't understand that. But, it, hey, if you need a track to, to sound good, name it Go. <laughs> um, really nice verse from Joey Purple on that at the end of it. Uh, familiar. Guest starring in one of the Migos, uh, Quavo. Very dope. Um, Wanna Be Cool has become one of my favorite tracks on the album. Uh, very positive, be yourself kind of message to it. And messages are big to me. Um, if your music says something, that adds to the value of it. And if you can relate to it, because if you know my musical taste, it's basically I enjoy stuff that I can relate to. So that shapes my music persona and that shapes a lot of people because if you can form an emotional connection to your music, that makes it all that more important. And if you provide a good message, people will pull from that message in the times they need it. So, yes, yes, I listen to party music when I'm in party mode or when I just need up and energize. Yes, I listen to Trap Queen. Song is freaking amazing. Uh, great article on uh, Seven Scribes about that. So if you go check that out, um, big up to Seven Scribes and 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 all their um, all that they're doing with great journalism. So big up to them. Great article about Trap Queen on there. Go ahead and read that. 
<laughs> Shout out to those guys. So, another one uh, that I enjoyed are the two mostly instrumental tracks on the album. Because it, it's, it, it's musicians playing music. This is a very music musicians album. It's an album made for that musicians, if you play an instrument, you're going to pick up on stuff that I can never imagine. So... I know I do not play any instruments as of right now. I'm working <laughs> on some things in my free time uh, to to be able to, to change that. But I am a lifelong lover of music. And I already know there's things that people are going to pick up in this album, in the background, and in these instrumental tracks that are really dope. So in the, in the recent years, there's been a couple of hip-hop albums that have had instrumental tracks, hip-hop and R&B albums that have had um, purely instrumental tracks on them. And, I, and when that is on an album, it really sticks out to me because it's something new and you, you learn to something that people get away from nowadays. And because people aren't listening to classical or jazz or blues as much as they're not as mainstream, when you get a track like that exposed to you on an album, it's really cool to me. So, I'm going to get beat up for this, but actually on the Macklemore album, there is um, a all-instrumental track because it was something that Ryan Lewis produced. That was dope. The rest of that album, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> but, and also on uh, Mids, uh, or Summer Night's Drink, damn it, the, the Maxwell album, the not, yeah. Summer Night's Dream, something. Rise of the Phoenix is the name of the track. And it's a Maxwell track, completely instrumental. Great break in the album, and it really added to it. That album's amazing to begin with. But, anywho, so there's two tracks on here that are completely, pretty much instrumental tracks. One of them is Nothing Came to Me, and the second one is Something Came to Me. So, boom, tied together. Good job, guys. But when something came to me, they actually do something really interesting to me. And I want to get other people's responses to this because I don't know if it's something that happens a lot in progressive, interesting jazz music or other other genres of music. But as Donnie is playing the trumpet, he actually puts a distortion on it. And it's it's subtle at first to the point where you ask yourself, wait a minute, is, are my speakers messing up? Like, what the... F- why are my are my speakers going out? Are my headphones screwing up? And but then as you listen to it, it increases and it sounds cool because it almost has like a sound of maybe a DJ scratching distortion on it, which you get that a lot in like EDM music and rock music, where you put distortion on a lot of things or heavily change sounds like a lot of EDM DJs do. Um, EDM trap, what have you, dubstep do is use distortion and modulation and and things to change sounds how that that you wouldn't expect them that's what happens in this and in, in something came to me toward the end of it i really enjoyed that so i want to hear what you guys think about that too am i crazy did it sound horrible am i i already know i'm weird let's go ahead and put that to bed now i know i'm weird <laughs> but is it something that you guys picked up on it so all in all, I really enjoyed this album. I'm going to enjoy different pieces of this album going throughout the summer 
and enjoying it. Windows down, um, <laughs> car car flying and everything. I'm going to enjoy this and, and enjoy it. And the better speakers you can put this on, the more you're going to get out of this album because it is musicianship in hip-hop and R&B. It's really good. So that 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 about brings it up for me. What did you guys think? Um, I know some people have got their hands on it. I've seen some tweets and some um, expl- and people just just talking about this album left and right, especially the day it came out, that people were really, really enjoying it. So I want to see after after dust is settled, how does this how does it hold up a little bit? How how does it hold up a couple weeks later or a week a week and a half later? So give me your feedback uh, at PJ Alex on Twitter at Virtual Dopeness on Twitter and uh, Virtual Dopeness SoundCloud, VirtualDopeness.com. It has a new look right now. I uh, <laughs> think you guys would like it and find it easier to find, easier to navigate. And uh, hit us up, virtualdopeness at gmail.com, too. Tell me what you think about the uh, format for this one. I'm interested. I want to know. And I'm back. Uh, look forward to the next couple weeks. We got a Snoop Dogg album out. We got uh, <laughs> that Dom Kennedy that, that uh, HR Paper Sacks was so excited for. So let us know. Uh, and uh, I haven't said this in a while, and I'm excited to say it, but let's go pay these bills. And ladies and gentlemen, this week's episode of Virtual Dopeness is brought to you by Surge Soda. It's like the original Four Locos without the alcohol. Surge Soda, it's back. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our media segment. Uh, You just heard from me, myself, and I in the music segment and talked about Johnny Trumpet. Uh, Once again, I want to hear you guys' input on that. It was just me by myself, and I want to know what you thought. But... To break from that monotony, we're going to get back to our at least two-person format. And in the studio this evening, afternoon, day, whenever the hell you listen to this, um, we have our returning champion, Gold Member Lifestyle. Gold Member, how are you this, this, this week? What's going on, man? I'm doing good. A little tired, but I'm here. That's that. Hey, as long as you're here, that's all that matters. And you're here to entertain the people. So for our media segment this week... Um, we actually are going to be talking all Marvel everything. So because of the interesting stipulations that I explained at the front of this podcast, uh, we haven't talked in a month. Some things have happened uh, Marvel related. There's been some disturbances in the Marvel universe and they've been uh, for the most part getting good reviews. Uh, So age of Ultron happened. Uh, the end of the third season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. happened. Daredevil happened. Ant-Man is happening, or about to happen. And uh, we have a lot to talk about surrounding these because people have latched onto the Marvel franchise, the Marvel brand, and said, we're all in. Like, give us anything. Now, I find that hilarious because... Community actually took a stab at them in their final episode. Um, one day we'll talk about Community and how much I love Community but and how their last season ended up on Yahoo screens, which is the most random shit in the world. <laughs> Who knew Yahoo had a random streaming service? Um, that's actually pretty good, minus the Xbox app. 
The Xbox app is trash, but everything else, the content is pretty good. What can I say? But, um, so, first thing we're going to talk about is a little bit of Daredevil before we get, before we link in everything else. A little bit of Daredevil. Daredevil, um, if you remember, there was a horrendous Daredevil movie starring none other than Ben Affleck a couple years ago. And it was, it was trash. It was more than trash. It was fucking terrible. So... Jennifer Garner looked good in it, though. Yeah, I even go back to watch it again. Like, normally I prep for these podcasts. I just left that out. <laughs> Smart man. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, which makes us wonder about how he's going to be as Batman a little bit. But we'll see. I think Batman's closer to his actual character. So, like, actual, like, person in life. So, it may not be... I hope it's good. I guess he's supposed to be the next George Clooney or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of next coming up. One day we got to talk about the next Bond. We definitely have to talk (laughs) about that. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, So I'm I'm the next Bond movie. In fact, we'll have that whole conversation when when uh, it's not Quantum Solace. It's uh, I don't even know what it's called. Damn, I can't remember the name. I just saw the trailer last night. Anyway, I did. It was on the NBA Finals. Yeah, it was during the finals. Yeah, first time. really dope anyway so uh daredevil basically it is starring a uh charlie cox who is matt murdoch he is the uh person who plays daredevil daredevil is a character is a blind a kid who ends up getting blinded when he was nine years old and taught the ways of martial arts and everything and to use his senses that are now extremely heightened to offset the fact that he's blind. Really quickly, I'm just going to say I think I'm becoming Daredevil. <laughs> Sorry. I, I have heightened senses right now. I'm just, no, I'm just playing. Damn it. It's uh, a <laughs> pretty much. I'm, I'm hoping I'm not going blind, people. Uh, But I do have heightened senses right now. If somebody knows what the hell's going on with me, please. <laughs> Holla at virtual dopeness and give me an answer. <laughs> Please, I, I appreciate it. But basically, yeah, he, he he becomes blind as a result of saving a person. Uh, there was a guy in a crosswalk, and this is not a spoiler because it's in the first five minutes of the first episode. If anyone knows Daredevil, you know the story behind Daredevil, Pretty and much. it doesn't stem too far from it. Um, You know, it's typical random person saves another random person, gets injured in the process and ends up with special t- special gifts yes um daredevil is probably one of the only superheroes that's pretty much natural uh no super real really superhuman powers other yeah, I mean, than heightened senses yeah i mean that's um, similar to like a batman type where very similar to batman yeah, like very like just a little more down to earth and uh, a yeah. little more realistic yeah daredevil's your everyday vigilante mm-hmm. and and i think that's where the storyline really gets pretty much on point, which Ben Affleck could not play your everyday vigilante. <laughs> so now we can appreciate this show actually coming. Um, thank, thank you to Netflix, uh, bringing it to us as a series and actually breaking down your everyday, the startup of Matt Murdock mm-hmm. and his law firm before he was actually big time defense yeah. attorney. Yeah. And he's and by day. He is a, 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 he is a defense attorney, him and his best friend, um, What's the dude's name? Fro- uh, Foggy Nelson, um, played by Eldon Hansen. Uh, he Hansen. Yeah. He's actually uh, you've seen him before. 
He was in a number of different things. I think Butterfly, Butterfly Effect, Effect with Effect, Ashton yeah. Kutcher. Yeah, he's uh, been in a, like he pops up random places. So yeah. I, I I applaud him for always staying employed. Um, the uh, secretary of the office is played by Deborah Ann Wall. If you don't know who she is, then you didn't watch True Blood and fall in love with her. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Jessica. Like she's Jessica's what made True Blood after after Anna Paquin. Basically, because after. True Blood took a left turn from nowhereness. Then, luckily, Jessica held it together. Um, Jessica, Jessica, and Eric drove. Eric drove the show after a while. Yeah, no, nah. that was a good. They were just a good three, maybe two seasons. Exactly. So, um, anyway, there's a number of different characters, including um, uh, uh, the black guy, the reporter that helps out the beginnings of the story that they go through this whole series, this whole season is based around the discovery of the drug empire in hell's kitchen. So the drug empire and the power struggle is basically held by one man, which they do not speak his name. If you're, you're on the criminal side, um, until early until like halfway through the season, but we all know it's Wilson Fisk. And Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. The Kingpin, um, if you are a fan of the, uh, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, you know The Kingpin, the amazing Spider-Man cartoons. They didn't really touch on him at all in any of the movies that have come out so far. But there is a couple of Easter eggs and things that kind of mention that they're in the same universe. They haven't actually specifically mentioned Spider-Man's existence. But they've done a couple of things very deeply hidden in the background that allow you to say, oh, huh, I know that guy. And if you know Marvel, pretty much you know that two superheroes can't live in New York without stories actually colliding with one villain as such. And just to shout out the Kingpin, I think Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio... I just I just butchered his name completely. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Vincent, uh, also <laughs> known from uh, Law and Order, plays a hell of a kingpin outside of you know the late uh, Michael Clark Duncan oh, yeah. uh, from Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Uh, you know, I think this show really gives you a little more nitty grit, nitty gritty, not so much animated and sugar coated as a movie would because it's an original series. I think we we sit here and. We actually get to see how everything develops. And, you know, just like PJ Alex actually said, it, it gives you the sense of, you know, the actual drug ring that's the underground drug ring that's actually existing within Hell's Kitchen, New York, and just giving you the background into it. And, you know, Wilson Fisk not even being this mysterious person, yeah, like, person that everyone's afraid of, it, you know, it it's a... It pretty much heightens the show, yeah. and then when for you to find out actually who plays him and who he really is, you know, it it's a great storyline. It's slow to build up, I will say, but that is one of my criticisms. And I agree with you there is that there are some low slow points in this damn show, like borderline. I was falling asleep a little bit a couple of times, but things come around. Um, Rosario Dawson is a nice ad. Value add. A great ad. <laughs> I love her in anything she does. So, and she has her moments intertwined with Matt. She has her, like, we're not spoiling anything, but 
just to kind of move things along, I, I think everybody should check it out. Do you agree with as, as I think as, I think it's a show worth watching. I think it, it gives Daredevil, as far as Marvel's lineup is, con- is mm-hmm. concerned, it gives Daredevil another shot. Um, it gives it a better shot at actually as actually pretty much existing as a superhero within the Marvel universe and you know for us to actually see everything come into play and you know even with Spider-Man somewhat intertwined but not yet really there in Daredevil but I think it's a great show I think it has a great build up behind it I think the the actors that they've picked are not high-end actors big time you know box office these guys are actually upcoming actors and actresses that actually play Great roles, other than Rosario Dawson, because she's actually yeah, she's she's, been everywhere. she's box office, but <laughs> you know she plays a smaller role in this in this series, and you know it it's more realistic and authentic. Mm-hmm. And we we talked we spoke about that last time the authenticity behind a movie or a series that's actually being released and how important it is for us to actually be able to feel what's going on rather than just all action, but a, a good story behind it, and that's what this show really is. And and I and I agree with you. And I enjoyed it. And it's another vehicle in between movies because the thing is with Marvel, you want to see the big set pieces. You want to see the the Avenger movies. You want to see the Iron Man movies. You want to see the Fantastic Fours. You want to see the Ant-Mans. But <clears throat> in between time, you you really want something there too. You want, and I think Daredevil's doing a good part in that. A, uh, Agents of Shield is doing a good part in that. A great part in that. I love because I love Agents of Shield. Like I, a lot of people were kind of like slow to adopt it, but ever, drug use going on ever since. Really? See. So now we have to announce her. <laughs> so we have a third person in the studio. She's been shy to, to just <laughs> just play along, but you know, it's okay. Um. <laughs> Well, we can't be too entertaining, man. Right. Now it's just like, oh, okay, well, everybody I'd like to welcome to the uh, the podcast of Virtual Dopeness, uh, Selena Kyle. Uh, not Catwoman, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, sorry. Don't listen to her. She's sitting in on us actually seeing two, two uh, intellects go at it about Marvel and, and all stories that are going on. Uh, so, yeah, welcome, Selena Kyle. So welcome. Uh, <laughs> but going back, uh, Marvel just to, just to move us along. That actually was a great breaking point. Um, just moving us along. Outside of Daredevil, we have Ant Man coming. Yeah. We have uh, the Fantastic Four movie coming. Yes, um, Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch. <laughs> Shout out. Yes. We we have we have a black superhero, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. And we actually, actually, the Age of Ultron segued into us having another black superhero. Oh, I didn't even actually look. I walked right into go. that one. There you go. We have another one, and that's Black Panther. They did. This is what drove me a little bit nuts about Age of Ultron. They gave us the birthplace, the home of Black Panther, but didn't give us any Black Panther whatsoever. They just kind of went there and then dipped out. Well, and here's what I will say. Um... What they did ended up giving us uh, was pretty much they gave us the villain. True, and I think that's that's really uh where it comes in. They they didn't give us who was playing him. They didn't show T'Challa. They gave us the villain, 
you know, that Ultron almost obliterated, but they gave us the villain. They gave us the location of the movie. Mm-hmm. So everyone can look forward to it. If anybody actually follows the Avengers at all, if you follow Marvel, period, you know, Black Panther plays. Black Panther is pretty much the Batman of Marvel. Yeah. And besides the fact that he's he's not Caucasian, he's mm-hmm. not from the U.S., he's an African prince. Yeah. You know, who's adopted this birthright of being the savior of his country, really, from his father, who's the original Black Panther. You know, this movie is actually, I'm actually very excited to see it. Not only because, not only because Chadwick is playing Black Panther, but because this is actually going to be featured in Africa. Like, this is, this is Marvel, (laughs) this is Marvel and Disney actually going to Africa to shoot a movie. I'm, I'm super excited. You know, that's, that's. Africa's like my future home. <laughs> I really want to see how well they can actually put this movie together and actually stay true to to the Avengers. I think Black Panther plays a very strong role in the Avengers. If you ever follow the series, the comic books, you know, the t- the cartoon, mm-hmm. Black Panther is pretty much the man that keeps them together, the 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 realist behind all of the chaos that every other member has. And I think you know, Avengers actually taking that step to actually introduce Black Panther and he'll be in Avengers 3. It really excites everyone. Like, I know a lot of people, we've heard, you know, rumors about the movie and now that it's actually been been made official and actually is going to be released in 2018. Everyone's looking forward to this movie. And I think Avengers 2 actually opening that up to put in the back of everyone's mind that there is a Black Panther movie being featured is amazing. I, yeah. I think Disney know, knows what they're doing. Marvel knows what they're doing. Um, and they're having a great, great time actually making this come to life for people who read the, the comics. Making the whole universe come to life. That's what the, the difficult part is, is that everybody has their own character that they really, the character or set of characters that they really want to see. And as big as superhero movies have become, I really hope people don't get tired of them. Like, because I want to see all of these come to life. I want to see the the Ant-Man movie do well, even though I have my reservations. Cause... Paul Rudd is playing Ant-Man. <laughs> Paul Rudd. I think... 40-year-old version, Paul Rudd <laughs> is playing Ant-Man. Honest to God, I feel as though I'm the only person not excited about this Ant-Man movie. I want to see it. I only want to see it because it's Marvel. That's, I think, the big thing is. is It's a Marvel movie, so it's supposed to be okay. I'm not a big... I'm not sold on it. Maybe it's because I didn't read about Ant-Man. Maybe it's because I didn't pay attention to Ant-Man for real. That's my own fault, but I'm not... I'm going to go see it. I got one for you. Okay. Here's where they messed up. Okay. Ant-Man played a part in creating Ultron with Tony Stark. That's where they fucked up. That's where they fucked up. Unless they loop it back in with the movie, they fucked up. No. Mm-hmm. Well, Fred Penn wasn't mentioned in Avengers. True. Very true. But. But, in, in, in to be actually, to be quite honest, this is why. I, okay, I'll answer my own question because Michael Douglas, the guy who hires Fred Penn, actually to give Ant-Man the costume in the movie. This is all in the trailer. That Fred Penn is not Ant-Man in this movie. If anyone has ever really paid attention to the storyline behind Ant-Man, Fred Penn gave up the costume 
and they actually passed it on to a different character, a different person who had a criminal background. Okay. That's who this Ant Man is. Take that back. <laughs> but what they should have, they should have actually given Fred Penn his props and put him and put him in Avengers and or mentioned him in Avengers because that could have actually been an introduction to also Wasp, who was Ant Man's girlfriend, who Tony Stark actually likes. Ah, it's a good one. Yeah. So Damn. see, and all of it just falls in place and falls together. And that's what I love about you have a big ticket franchise with all the creative money in the world because money is what makes was really driving movies. You have all this and you have these built out intricate large storylines in a whole universe that they're going to bring to life. So at the end of whenever they finish their run. There's going to be an anthology of movies that all intertwine that are going to be fucking awesome. Could you imagine how much you'd have to pay to get all of them? However like they would this, probably sell them in a pack. However much it'd be this, ten movies. It's gonna be it's gonna be reckless, is what it's gonna be. It's gonna ten be movies. just as bad as the uh, Star Wars when they after they do these next three that Disney is doing. Is it three or is it two? You know, I'm not sure. I have to check on that. Virtual Dopeness Universe. Let us know. Uh, at Virtual Dopeness on Twitter at uh, Facebook.com/slash/VirtualDopeness, or if you want to stay hidden and anonymous. <laughs> virtual dopeness at gmail.com let us know but um because i've actually had some people this has been my new fun thing is i'll meet a girl tell her about my podcast and then she'll as she's catching up on the podcast text me answers to stuff so that's pretty dope that's been pretty awesome in a way to, to expand the virtual dopeness universe um <laughs> but basically i, I what i i've been looking toward with marvel and we're gonna wrap this up um marvel's doing a good job damn we didn't even touch on fantastic four hold on we're gonna have to go there for a second we're all happy about this fantastic four movie michael b jordan i love how the fact that they explain how their brother and sister still can you open that to me because i actually i I was looking at the preview today gotcha and her the, the michael b jordan's father actually so the storm family is black Yes. Okay. Yes. And the, the his father is actually the one narrating in the beginning of the movie and in the trailer. Dope. Exactly. <laughs> it's not Morgan Freeman, I don't think, is it? I don't know. No, I don't. I, I, if it is, because you know everybody wants their black. If you're going to be a black father, grandfather, or Jesus, or God, you might as well be Morgan Freeman. So... <laughs> well, God is always played by Morgan Freeman in any movie. <laughs> That's God, the that's or, the oldest young man alive. Morgan Freeman has looked the same age for forty years. Morgan Freeman, he has an age. The same in Lean on Me, which I watched yesterday morning on like HBO Zone, as he does now. <laughs> like he has been old. Him, Cecily Tyson, Bob Barker, and there's another person have been old my entire life. <laughs> Bob Barker. Oh shit. He what? Yeah. Bob right. Barker was old my mom's whole life. She said he was old when she was little. And I was like, damn. Not saying anything about my mom's age. Oh, shit. Please, mom, because this is eventually going to wrap back to you. Don't. Richard Gere's been old his whole life, too. Richard Gere has been old. And Bruce Willis has been dying his whole life. (laughs) 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 He's died in like 50% of his roles. This thing has died at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, 
So we're, we're excited about these movies. The Marvel Universe is getting hotter. We're getting black superheroes. In fact, random as hell, there is a festival dedicated to black superheroes in Atlanta this summer. It's sometime at the end of July. I will send everybody. Virtual Dopeness will promote this because it's actually really cool. So just to wrap this up, watch Daredevil. Um, watch Ant-Man. Tell us what you think about it. Watch Fantastic Four. Um, we're late on Angel Ultron, but apparently due to the box office numbers, everybody else did watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, they're still buying tickets. Hell it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been out for a minute and people are still going. Um, Marvel has created something really cool. So we really like this. Um, just giving you guys a preview in the upcoming weeks. We have some really cool movies coming out. Um, Mission Impossible, we will be talking about. Um, <clears throat> the Bond movie, we will be talking about. Uh, Dope, the movie produced by Pharrell. I definitely want to come back for that one real gold member here for Dope. Hell yeah. I'm and claiming it right now. You saw so, how... Uh, so if you listeners here, anybody else on here other than I, <laughs> we're going to have some serious problems. Dope is coming up and I'm excited about it. And it, uh, they actually, you know, they did a partnership, of course, with Billionaire Boys Club to do a special yeah. clothing. That's, that's that's super dope. Um, the only downfall to Dope, Tiger's in it. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> um, anyway, let's wrap this up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your media section uh, stay tuned for let's we're gonna be uh, talking about this Apple announcement. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our tech segment. You miss me? That was quick. Um, <laughs> so we uh, did uh, the around robin once again, swapping out guests. Uh, this week in tech, we are going. To, ooh, let me not say that before I get sued. Um, <laughs> That's a very good podcast if you guys ever want to go listen to it or watch it. This Week in Tech with Leo Laporte. So I'll give him the free uh, advertising so he doesn't sue the hell out of me. But that's Twit and the Twit Network. They're they're awesome. They're pretty. That They're one of the, if you guys are old tech TV fans. Anyway, so this week we're going to talk about in our tech segment. Ha, see what I did there? <laughs> we're going to talk about the Worldwide Developers Conference from Apple. It was Monday at uh, 10, uh, 10 Pacific time, 1 o'clock Eastern. Um, nothing else in between that matters. Just kidding. Midwestern people don't come after me anyway. But um, it happened this Monday and a couple of cool things were announced. Um, a couple things that Apple, I think, really want to make big. And uh, so we're just going to run down a list. This is a, a TechCrunch article that kind of outlines what happened. Um, everything you need to know about today's Apple WWDC keynote. Um, as, as a precursor to this, normally I am drinking during our podcast, but right now I'm coming straight from the gym. And so the drink of choice for this podcast, th- this one, the other two I was drinking, <laughs> this one is fermented turmeric tea with black pepper. Yeah, go go Google that. See what it does for you. It's good. In the studio, we have our returning champ. Hey, <laughs> hey. Styles is with us again. Hello, uh, hello, yes. <laughs> so we welcome him back. And uh, so how you been doing since the last podcast? Oh, man, I, it's just the tech world never stops, right? It's like <laughs> one thing every week. You know, you got Oculus Rift today. Going worldwide with yeah. the, you know, 
with the concept coming out in Q1 2016, there's a lot of things happening right now. It's, it's a good time for technology right now. So, um, yeah, styles, um, like I said, Instagram, JetSetter06. Um, background is IT for um, some of the biggest 500 companies that you may know, and I've been at two of them. So, again, my background is there. My passion is there. So, let's talk tech. Okay. So, in this WWDC, just going down, we're going to go run straight down the article. Hit on some stuff that we really thought was cool. Um, kind of glaze over some stuff that we thought was kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next version, uh, OSX, has been confirmed. Um, El Capitan. El Capitan. So I think it's a good step in the right direction. Um, they did some spotlight improvements. They did some built-in app improvements. Yeah, it was it was a keynote of I've improved this. Right. And I'm not, this isn't a big highlight, but I thought you might like this. Like right. the time, did you see the part where they wiggled the mouse and it got bigger? Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, that's cool and all, but it's not that big of a feature. Right. It's right. like, I still can find my thing without you guys. But exactly. So thanks for letting me do that. I appreciate it, but yeah, this is not a huge improvement. The one thing I will say is a big improvement is their window management stuff. Mm-hmm. That is has been sorely missed, especially if you have a smaller MacBook like I do. Mm-hmm. So I intentionally bought the 13-inch MacBook to take on the road with me, not the 11, but mm-hmm. the 13-inch to take on the road with me for podcasting and uh, audio editing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I ran into with it is window management is fucking terrible. Right. So uh, like, for instance, in Windows 7 and Windows 8, you have the thing where you can drag the window to the side to make a split view. and make it a split view right really simple really easy i didn't realize how much i was going to miss that because when i gave up my work computer mm-hmm. which was my only windows running computer right i didn't have that anymore and it's a pain in the ass to do things side by side especially if you're like if you're reading something and typing an email yeah or, that's that split view is really what you need exactly. i think i think a, this is a perfect example of two scenarios one they're bringing the Laptop is more iOS friendly now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more familiar to you if you have an iPhone. And then the second thing is they are learning that, and I wouldn't say that Microsoft does it well, but they're learning that productivity matters, not mm-hmm. just in the interface, but in how I manage my windows. Mm-hmm. You know, because it used to be that they were all about expose, where you would just push up a gesture and see mm-hmm. all your windows. But at the same time, I want to work on two things at one time yeah. with an even amount of space, you know, and I should be able to determine that space. So, I think they're coming to the game with something that is, I don't know, um, not late, but something that was needed to be perfected. Exactly. And I needed I needed that because, like you said, with Expose, I didn't even really use it that much. And especially on the laptop, it's more accessible. Mm-hmm. But on my desktop, like, I, I have two screens. I have two monitors. Right. You're not always going to have that with a laptop. You're not. You're not. And you're just flat out not. And, in fact, when they try to do that, like, there's a... A monitor that you can clip on to your laptop, mm-hmm. it's heck of like hella cumbersome. It's it's terrible. Yeah. So this is this was definitely. I, I think I think the OS update was kind of what everyone expected. Give me show me a couple of improvements. Mm-hmm. You say that your performance went up like it always does. They mm-hmm. put a new chip in. I think they're doing the um the metal this time. Mm-hmm. And you know so it's like we're preparing for a new map. Maybe a new Mac release. Mm-hmm. So let's add a little bit extra to it. I, w- yeah. I didn't find anything that would tell me 
jump from Yosemite to El Capitan. Yeah. You know? I think the only issue I have with Yosemite today is the Wi-Fi issue. Yosemite. Yosemite. <laughs> the only issue I have with them today is Wi-Fi. Yes, so. which is supposed to be. I read an article later on after this one that said that's supposed to be fixed in right. the next version. So that that is thank my God. Hope. Like that, I don't understand how you fuck up Wi-Fi this. Well, bad. it's because they change how they do domains, right? Okay. They, they, they used to use a decoder, mm-hmm. and that's real technical speak. But it's just how you pull up domains on the browser. Mm-hmm. And so now it's a whole different way and the Wi-Fi piece wasn't there. So Okay, good. Because that was the, my main complaint. It sounds like what they did was they made the change and realized, okay, we don't know what we're doing. Let's go back to the industry standard. <laughs> and that's what they're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, every once in a while, innovators get smacked. Like, right, everybody falls right. down. So, um, but they're not going to admit it. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. So, uh, you can look forward to, to the uh, OSX El Capitan uh, looks like in the fall, mm-hmm. beta public, they're doing a public beta, which they normally don't do. Right. right. Um, for OS X, for iOS, they do a public beta. They, they are they too. They are. And I think they release everything to developers yeah. on Monday. Yeah. They did. Yeah. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, next up was iOS 9. Woo! Um, <laughs> we, uh, let's see, we had an improvement to Siri. Oh, yeah. Um, Proactive. Which is not really a good name. I'm just no. like, I could have went with something else. Yeah. I think and my, my first thing when I heard that name, it was that the funny thing is that Google now feels like it's its own separate entity to the Android system. Mm-hmm. Proactive makes me think that you just improved Siri and it's not its own separate entity. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's a good thing because the whole thing is I'm not supposed to know my assistant is honestly there. Things are just supposed to happen. Right. Proactive? I don't know if that's the right. No, it felt like they're just saying we made it proactive. proactive. That's what you've really done. <laughs> you you haven't given it a name. No. You're just telling me what an assistant should already do is be proactive. Exactly. So, so I mean, it's it's eh. yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of things. Up. It's a lot. Of, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of things. Playing catch up to Cortana and playing catch up to Google now. Mm-hmm. Um, that should have been there. It's kind of like they left this. A, it really looks yeah. like, sounds like they left Siri alone for a while. Exactly. And didn't exactly. want to do anything with it for a while. And now they're playing catch up. Mm-hmm. They need to get to the point where they're innovating. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it, I was, it's I fun. liked it. My eyes got big just knowing that, okay, finally I can do this. Like I can have a, a text from you, Paul, on my text that says, you know, um, hey, we're having a session tonight, a webcast tonight. Can you be there? Mm-hmm. And rather than me have to say anything, it's proactive enough to put it <laughs> on my calendar and then it pops up later and I remember it. Yeah. So I feel like that should just be Siri. It shouldn't be an Exactly. Yeah, like, just that should be the Siri, the, the assistant. Yeah. So I mean I don't know. So it's not like a 10. I give it a, a six or a seven yeah. for improvement. So, okay, keep it going. Um, they did a, a the phone number recognition thing, which I think mm-hmm. is necessary. Um, I'm not exactly still sure how it works, um, but it seems like it's basically just caller ID. Yeah, it's basically a, a more proactive caller ID <laughs> <laughs> to me. So, uh, they did some cool things with search. I am very happy with search, oh, not really? because of the overall, but because of the API with it. The whole idea of deep linking is where we're supposed to be moving to. So, I will say that is very okay. innovative. So, for the, for the listeners that don't know, kind of explain deep linking. Just So, deep linking would mean if you have an application out there, 
And I think they gave a perfect example of Yumly, the food recipe app. Mm -hmm. it's, it's basically the idea that I can be outside of the app and search globally on my phone and go directly into the app where that information is located. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you would have to go into the actual application and mm -hmm. search within. And it's not that kind of link anymore. You're just directly going to the information. So imagine now that when you swipe left that, honestly, no one really does. Not really. No one really uses Spotlight <laughs> on their phone. But imagine now that I can just go directly to my search yeah. and be able to do that. Swipe down. Yeah. Yeah. And I can directly see everything, even within apps. Yeah. And the great part is now this means third parties are really open to the entire phone. Exactly. And so you have one integrated experience versus I have to come out. From my phone, then go into an app, then go into another app. Then right, it, it, right. It's like, I want a recipe. Show me mm -hmm. all the apps that I have around food with recipes mm -hmm. in them that I can use. Um, another announcement uh, was Apple Pay is coming to the UK. I don't know if I, ha I have one listener that I know of in um, Brussels. I well, I hope he's listening right now. <laughs> we're talking it, for you. It's, slower. It, it's actually a girl mm -hmm. I met through uh, friends. Mm -hmm. So she hopefully is listening. And well, I think the UK thing, just, I mean, it's not that big of an announcement, but I think it's a big it's a big announcement for the UK because they are doing it bigger than they did US. Mm -hmm. I hope people realize that. They have a lot more banks. And to get the under um, the underground, mm -hmm. the transit system they have to be on Apple Pay, that's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. That's huge to come out with. Definitely. So I think Apple definitely did the right thing on that one. Another thing that's going to help them is uh, they partnered with Square. And Square is actually making a reader for Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. That's going to be awesome because that means Apple Pay will be able to open up to more places without right. having to buy you know who they're super coming for. expensive new software. know who they're coming for. Who? PayPal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're it's coming for them hard. PayPal and uh, Google Wallet. Because mm -hmm. Google, I, I started experimenting with Google Wallet. Kind of, I tried to, to backdoor the system. I was hoping that my Google Wallet card would hook up to mm -hmm. Apple Pay mm -hmm. because I use a credit union. So none of my cards actually hook up to Apple right. Pay yet. Um, but Paul, what is the new Apple Pay going to be called on the phone? It's going to be called a wallet. So, I mean, I okay, know, Apple. Thanks Apple's for marketing department is, I, are, I, is legendary. Either they're, they're the department. funniest guys ever <laughs> or they're just, just not even realizing what's happening outside of Apple, Apple at exactly. all, and they're like, "Let's call it Wallet." And then someone walks in and says, "Google does that already." And they're like, "So what?" Like, <laughs> they're either just they either just don't give a damn, or right, or they um, live in a complete shell. Right. Uh, I think the other big thing is the um, the cards. Yeah. Right. So now you got cards. loyalty cards. Thank goodness. That's a big one for those Starbucks, one. Dunkin' Donuts lovers. Well, and that helps because I have a thousand of those keychain card things on my keychain. Right. The CBS thing. I hate C when I walk in CVS, and I don't say I hate it, but I know they have to hate me because they ask every time, do you have a CVS card? No, I don't have a CVS card. You have a whole stack of them Sitting at there. the register. Just scan it for me. We know how this is going to go. We already know this conversation. Oh, my God. So that is a big thing. Um, next thing is notes. Now, mm. what they basically did here is clone half of what Evernote does yes. now. Yes. That sucks for Evernote. But it at does. the same time, Evernote has a, a good enough user base where I don't think it's going to be I don't think so. I was, that did, big of a... Did they do shared? No, I don't... They no, didn't they do did, shared notebooks. They just updated some stuff. Yeah. Um, which is cool. They did folders, folders. Deep links. Mm -hmm. You can do that now. What else? 
Um, so they did the links. I know that. I think you can drop maps in there too. You can and, you and can pictures, do pictures, do yeah. and pictures. So, but again, Paul, this is something that I feel like should have been. It's not the wow factor because right. logically, you're like, oh yeah, of course that's the next step. Yeah. I can text now. I can put photos and pictures in it. So, I think it's just them catching up in the game a little bit. Um, there's a new app with Transit, which is. Mm got some cool stuff in it because it actually allows you to, it has built in public transit systems. Yeah. I think they that, said they surveyed different um, transit lines mm-hmm. and different um, so stations. Right now, I think they're, I don't know if this is the entire list, but I know they have Baltimore, Berlin, New York, Philly, Chicago, San Francisco, London, Toronto, Mexico city, and DC. Oh, that's great. But I don't hear Atlanta. Cause Atlanta has a <laughs> four transit four way transit system. Oh, do you need a map for that? Listen, man, we could at least be featured as like what if or something like right. that. There are five, I was, tr- there are five, five buses. You don't need an iPhone for Atlanta. Is that you, what you're if saying? you need an iPhone for Atlanta, then you are lost. I get are, that, that. Pretty you much, simple. you are simpleton. Then <laughs> <laughs> you cannot like find the, the sun. Trolley goes seven <laughs> stops in a circle and it's free till exactly. next year. Apple probably came yeah. here, <laughs> got out the car, and was like, oh. We got it. You know what I mean? They didn't even get out the car. They got out the airport. <laughs> saw the Marta station. Was like, all right, circle, a Y and a Y. Right. We good. It. We right. good. Good to go. <sighs> okay. Uh, they did some stuff with the iPad, which is cool with uh, oh, QuickType. Yes. This is a big thing because I believe it was so necessary. Yes. And it actually battles a problem with Samsung tablets that I've always been annoyed by. What's that? Samsung tablets, a lot of them require you to use a stylus. Mm-hmm. And I hate styluses because I feel like this stylus is going to get lost. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't care how careful you are, this stylus is going to get lost. With QuickType, you can actually use two fingers to navigate around, especially in text places and type, place, yes. type places, um, navigate around on the iPad. Mm-hmm. And it makes the typing experience and i haven't played with it yet but it looks like it makes the typing experience a thousand times better i I think what i i really do like about this idea and to your stylist point is that apple is like you know what the iphone the ipad are not made to have styluses exactly let's design something that you still is in your hand and is easy and fluid enough to use and that's definitely what the two finger drag is Mm -hmm. That feels just right to me. And mm-hmm. then all they had to do was add the copy paste option on the um the list of options on the QuickType page. Exactly. So, so I think it's definitely something that that took some thinking, mm-hmm. and I respect that. That was when that that was definitely a wild factor, but not the biggest one. No, but definitely a wild factor. Um, just to mention, they did do some updates to allow more shortcuts if you're using like a Bluetooth keyboard, mm-hmm. which helps the the experience as well. Picture-in-picture video finally has happened on the iPad. Oh, my God. Um, I heard, and I actually tweeted about this. As I was watching this, I was like, I hear the collective sigh from the Samsung Android community Mm -hmm. saying, oh, we could do this three versions ago. Right, right. Shut up. Like, (laughs) I I think, I think what I, I I think the iPhone community, when they heard that, was Mm -hmm. just like, yes, (laughs) we can do that now. (laughs) We have the power. And it's. And the real this thing, copy and paste part two. It's a, exactly, but the, the real thing about it was their whole picture in picture and the whole split screen thing that they've done. Because mm-hmm. let's not even skip that. Their multitasking has now become available too. Mm-hmm. So and just having the option of just having a slider now in your main content 
and being able to still go a 50-50 ratio or 25-75, mm-hmm. that's even another big catch. Hell yeah. But I think uh, you have to look at the overall picture. You have the Surface Pro out here now. Mm-hmm. And from a person like me in IT, that is an enterprise thing. People are like, I got my hard keyboard I attached, my stylist. You know, I got my Excel, Microsoft. I can do my multitasking, my mm-hmm. half and half. My, Microsoft is doing that, and Apple realized that, you know what, if we want to stay in the game of enterprise, we have to produce something that is the is the next PC. And so now I think the iPad is prepared to be mm-hmm. the next PC because it's, it can compete now. Exactly. You know? And I have a friend who said she got a Surface Pro just specifically for that reason. Mm-hmm. She uh, she was like, look, I do. A, she does a lot of presentations. Mm-hmm. And if you have Keynote, um, which is Apple's like PowerPoint uh, program, mm-hmm. she said she could design something on Keynote. And when she gets it over to PowerPoint or gets it on a computer to actually present it, because a lot of the stuff that she has, has is Windows facing hardware to present it. She has issues because fonts will change, compatibility stuff Mm -hmm. changes. So that's why she has her Surface is because she knows when she designs it on PowerPoint on Surface, it's going to look like that when she puts it on the screen Mm -hmm. and she's in front of people. So definitely a definitely good that they bought that out. Now we can pull back the enterprise people. Exactly. So, um, Go ahead, keep listening, guys. This one's we're gonna run long, and I owe you content anyway. <laughs> Been going for a month and some change. I owe you guys content. Fuck it. Good we're discussion. <laughs> we're going good here. Uh, the last thing they did some updates to CarPlay. I don't. I don't. I wasn't. Was, it was just until like, it's really implemented. Right. I don't see it. And I kind of felt like it was just like, hey, we're updating this. Move right. On. That's so, all it was. It was really fast. It was really yeah. just like we made it wider for some cars. I was like, okay. So two big things. Um, we're gonna come back to the two big things and have the conversation. Let's talk about watch real quick. Okay. Uh, watch did some. They they are updating the watch uh, watch OS fairly quickly. Yeah. And I, I think I that's did, a pretty good like idea. If you want to keep it in people's face, you got to keep putting stuff on exactly. it. So, so I think this is going to be. It's not going to be the same. I think OS Watch is going to have more updates during the year than you see other platforms. Yeah. Just because they know how quickly. This is really on you. Yeah. So. So um, you can now put pictures and a picture slideshows as your front face of it. Which that wasn't really in the back of my head, that one. Photos like. I don't know as, why that wasn't a. Exa- the first thing. A, like, a first. thing. Like. Every, they must that's have had some ugly you photos at first. Pictures on yeah. your phone. So. Um, but that makes so so much, so much sense. <laughs> they've kind of streamlined the front face, like the the landing screen, the home screen. Mm-hmm. Now it has you can customize it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, apps can put things on it, yeah, which apps, is really big. They opened it up to apps. So the big one that they demonstrated with was the Volkswagen. Um, you, if you have an electric Volkswagen car, mm-hmm. it can actually show your charging progress and. Um, then it can also, of course, have weather and everything up there along with your time. Right. Um, and date. So the big thing that they had that they spent a lot of time on in a couple of corny jokes was the time travel, mm-hmm. which was basically you can take, you can, you can adjust your watch forward or backward on the little spin bezel. I forget what the name of it is called. No, that my, I guess my thinking on that is that it's really so that you can see what's going on later in the day. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's really the dial, and they're being really creative with how they use the dial. Mm-hmm. So you just spin it, and you can go to tonight and see, okay, well, I have a day at this time, and I'm going mm-hmm. to this place, or you can rewind it back and see what happened 
in the past. So I think it's really a neat idea. Oh yeah, because I just I don't know if it's a big big idea. I I'm, feel like that's something again that yeah I feel I like they spent a lot of time on it, and I think they're really proud of it. But mm-hmm. it's it's okay. it's not worth all the corny jokes. Uh, it was right. a good good update, guys. But yeah, um, it can now you can now do FaceTime audio calls through the phone. Good for which, us Wi-Fi people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which. And there's a speaker on. I didn't realize there was a speaker on it. I don't know why I didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a speaker and a microphone in the watch. You don't really realize that when you first pick it up. You I, don't I believe that. that. And which is the cool thing, which completes finally the uh, Inspector Gadget watch. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. yes. There you it is. finally have your Star Trek watch. <laughs> exactly. Out there. Uh, they have a nightstand mode, which I don't know why that wasn't on first iteration. Exactly. I know. I'm just like, they. I feel like <laughs> they did a lot. This is like the half of what they first wanted mm-hmm. to get finished. Now, the biggest thing I think was the native apps or third party apps are now natively allowed to run mm-hmm. on the watch. Mm-hmm. So what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is third party apps on the watch right now would have to go back to your communicate back to your phone to do certain things, process information, or go out to the internet. Now, it doesn't have to do that. So they can run all their their information on the watch itself Mm -hmm. and communicate how it needs to communicate. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's huge for this. That opens up, for us developers out there, Mm -hmm. that opens up a lot more work for us now because now you can be a native watch app developer, you know? So that opens up opening those resources up definitely was big. Exactly. I'm I'm interested to see how much power is taken from by, the, by those native apps because no longer are they connected to the phone. Right. And I'm wondering I wonder that could either be great or horrible. Because mm-hmm. I could see some apps yanking the power power consumption like Exactly. Like That's what I'm sucking thinking. It dry. And we're gonna have to make what the iPhone battery thing that right. they did for iOS for this. Right. For the phone, or, for the watch. Um, or it could cut down a lot, mm-hmm. where instead of having to communicate with the phone mm-hmm. every five seconds, it's just say runs whatever it needs to run and it takes off. Agreed. So um, then uh, there was okay. So two things that were the bigger things that kind of went interesting to me. Swift. So Swift is Apple's programming language that it's kind of new. Yeah. It, it just it's a year old year old because yeah. this is Swift too so yeah. this is about a year old about a year old um, it's a programming language so you're able to create your apps in Swift mm-hmm. the good and bad thing about Swift was it was only native to Apple mm-hmm. till now they have decided to do to go open source with Swift now what does that mean that means that they took the code that Swift is made from that processes your code that you make and made it open source, meaning they gave it all the code and everything out for free. So you can go download the, get me in from right here, SDK mm-hmm. of Swift and get access to everything you need right. as a developer. What that means is that there will be the ability to take this and run it on other systems. That is big because up until now, if you coded a application in Swift, you had to pretty much recode the whole damn thing in order to take it over to Android or take it over to Windows. Right. Uh, or for those who are still on BlackBerry, God help you. Um, 
Yeah, so this is big because the second you don't have to recode an app, that's going to uh, an Apple app that works well in Swift. Mm -hmm. It empowers the developer. It empowers the hell out of the developer. Mm -hmm. So I think this is huge. I'm interested to see where it goes and if other people will adopt it. Because here's the thing. You can make something, you can make a really cool language, mm -hmm. but if nobody uses the shit, then it's not going to work. Exactly. So and no one's going to improve in part. Exactly. So we hope as developers that we can get, because Apple really wants to be that industry standard. That's what they're saying in here. We want to be an industry standard programming language. Mm -hmm. That happens. That's awesome. And that gives them power and flexibility. Um, flexibility on different hardwares, flexibility on everything. But if not, then they're kind of just going to be sitting there. Right. Um, so that was one of the big things. And then the last thing. There one more thing. And I, here's the thing dun, 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 about dun. this. I feel like they're kind of overusing one more thing ever since Steve died. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just kind of like, hey, they we're going to announce this. that y'all knew. We about all it. knew it was coming. So right. it's like, so, don't say one more thing. Just say finally or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Because... What Apple has done is expanded on their music, I guess, music application and music footprint. I think, I think the whole idea here, and I I will say this, Jimmy, I don't think you should present. Mm -hmm. I think it, I don't think it should be you. I think you... Jimmy Iovine was the I think you worst were, presenter. <laughs> I, I just, just as a man of just, you know... Being on stage and being presentable, it just wasn't there. No. So I, I definitely felt you were, you were nervous exactly. and stuff like that. I was really feeling like Dre should be on stage. But I digress. You've learned your lesson, I think. I hope so. So be prepared was, if you come to Keynote rough. for Apple. That was so rough. And it was like, <laughs> my thing is, and now we're going to get to what the whole thing is, but mm -hmm. this is huge for Apple. You know, when Steve Jobs first came on stage and said, this is the iPod and this is where your music is going to go, people felt inspired. That presentation he gave was not inspiring. And especially contrasted against the other presentations that have happened for the exactly. day. Exactly. Because even the, the like most Monday, even like the Swift stuff, if you weren't a, uh, a programmer, you still were into that presentation because it was exciting. It was right. dynamic. It was cool. Right. Jimmy, so, Jimmy it, I don't think you should be the one for this, but the idea is great. Yeah. So the idea is basically that it's a... 24-7 global live radio channel. So we'll get to why that's important. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's connections. So if you're a young artist, this is a, how can I say it? This is your SoundCloud mm -hmm. basically right now. So you'll be able to put up your music, videos, what you're working on, and broadcast it to all those people with iPhones. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's one of the biggest pieces of this is that everyone has an iPhone today. And so now you can get to those iPhones through an app that is default when that person picks up the phone. Mm -hmm. So that's even awesome. I think the third thing was it's a revolutionary music service. And everyone will say, if you look at the keynote, everyone will tell you that's the funniest part for Jimmy Levine because he was like, it's a revolutionary music service. And everybody was laughing because, yeah, bro, it's on the presentation. We can read it. You don't have to say it. Yes. So it was just like, ah, who knows? But. And the other part funny about Revolutionary is all of this was in Beats Music for the most part. Yes. <laughs> they yes. really just... They have really recreated something that they, was already there. They didn't really even really recreate other it. Other than the global played, live radio? That's, that's about it. it. That's like, about all it. of that was really in Beats right. streaming application. Right. 
and now they just put a nice Apple sticker on it and kept it right. open. Now, one thing I will say is uh, they took a page out of the title playbook mm-hmm. and well, they took the, the page out of the playbook that title didn't take. And that was to price it the same as fucking Spotify. Right. And, with and that, notice there is no free part. There is. Too. Well, the three-month there trial. Is, there's three-month trial. And then, but there's nothing after that that's free. Right. So they definitely are trying to come at Spotify and say, listen, we think we're going to get money after mm-hmm. this three months. We're not exactly. giving anyway, anything away free. And me as a consumer, and if you go to our title cast that happened before, you can hear everything that we talked mm-hmm. on there. But... Now, now, and if you go to that, you'll probably hear me say that, you know what, title is a great idea, but I'm not going to purchase it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy it. For this, though, I feel wanting to buy it because I see the whole catalog is there. And this is on my device. And let's let's just talk about some things that it's replacing. My SoundCloud is where I go to hear new music. I really do love my SoundCloud. I like following people, hearing new things, and then being able to play that for friends and being like, yeah, this isn't mainstream, but you'll love it. Mm-hmm. So that's going away with Connect. Secondly, is my Pandora service, right? I listen to Pandora, but one thing is if you look at the stats, Apple has about 3.5, don't quote me, billion or million songs in its storage. Pandora only has Mm 1.5. And you have to remember, that's because Pandora doesn't sell the music. You know, iTunes does. So that means Pandora is already going to get a little hit now because I can go listen to a playlist that I would normally listen on Pandora now on here. Mm-hmm. And I play for Pandora Premium. Mm-hmm. So that's so why I don't get advertisements. So that's out the door. Last but not least, for all you Spotify people, it's the same thing. The catalog is what matters, mm-hmm. right? And if you're listening to free Spotify, then I know you're getting advertisements. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like Apple is on the right track. The only thing is you're late to the game. Yeah, that's the hardest part is you're you're the last guy to the, to the race. Maybe not the last guy, but you're 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 in there now, right? You're in the Kentucky Derby with the best horse, but exactly. the race already started. Exactly. So, so we'll see what happens. I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm gonna abuse the shit out of my three month trial. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm. I can't wait for my three month trial. They also have some cool things. They have the curated playlists by people. Right. Um, I think the. I think they had Drake come on stage, and I know he's gonna have his own. Yeah. Playlist. And please watch the keynote because tell Drake to stop moving his hands. Like I was just like, why is the music presentation got to be so bad? Like you know, but Drake, holler at me. I know you're getting money. You, if you listen to my, uh, if you listen to the last episode where we talked about Coachella, you know me and Drake are not on good terms right now. <laughs> and it owes me thirty six dollars and forty three cents um, for my ticket. <laughs> for his whack presentation, especially after I saw his presentation at fucking Governor's Ball, it was <laughs> bomb. So I'm gonna whoop his ass one day. No, I'm not. I'm not. Take that back. One person's ass I'm gonna whoop his title. Still one of the best. Still one of the he's, best. He's, he's he's doing what he can, but I'm still pissed. Weekend came out at the end of the keynote. I did like that. That really. That, if you. if you thought they bombed, the yeah. weekend definitely brought it up. He brought it up with a new song. Um, and I told y'all, weekend sounds in person sounds exactly like his records, which is mm-hmm. a big thing to do. Um, shout out to the weekend. So my, my thing about the Apple Music is I, I really do think it's a great idea. I do think they're late to the race, but I think where they know they're going to win is that everyone has an iPhone device. Yep. And with every, with every iPhone device they sell from now on, Apple Music's going to be on there. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I can't wait to hear <laughs> Beats 1 Radio. Because I'm just, in my head, I hope, like, I'm like, 
ah, this is going to be some of the best DJs. Yeah. And let's be honest, they did get one of the best. Mm-hmm. And to say, you know what, leave BBC and come work for us. And now he gets to just be my DJ all day long. Exactly. So that means he's got to play the hits. He's going to play music that I want. And it's going to be ratchet. And it's probably going to be some good music in there, too. Some EDM. Mm-hmm. But the three people they have are going to mix it up. Yep. And that's that's what's important. And I think they're one step off of, uh, and I think they had some of this, but with Proactive and mm-hmm. with uh, the stuff that they're doing, one step away from when you walk into the gym, it switches to the playlist that you want to hear for your gym, for your workout. Because no, they, they did do that. They already did. They did that oh, in the keynote. See, see, you're on the right idea. Look, man, I got a phone call during part of the keynote. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's one of the things. So for all you out there, they've already set it up. So it basically proactive learns your schedule. So mm-hmm. it knows when you go to the gym and when you plug in your headphones, it automatically pulls up your gym playlist. So basically you don't turn on your thing and you get Beyonce. Well, for all you ladies, maybe you do work out at Beyonce. But for us guys, it's like, I don't need Beyonce on my playlist. You don't want the Sam Smith album right. in the gym. You don't right. want Ed Sheeran's album in I the gym. I want that Jeezy to pop up you quick. Want, you know? <laughs> You want K Camp, you want Migos, you, know, you want Meek Mill. A little two chains, some commas, you know, a little future. <laughs> so, you know, I think this is getting proactive is definitely where it's at. And I think Apple with iOS 9 has made improvements. Yes, it has okay. made improvements. Apple across the board has made improvements. I'm interested to see what people not only what Apple goes from here, mm-hmm. I'm interested I'm I'm excited to get my hands on this stuff. But I'm interested to see what developers, because this was the developer conference. This was for kind of like deeper in tech. Um, I'm interested to see where right. what developers and third parties do. With this. And let's remember, this is iOS nine. Yeah, ten is coming up. Ten is and ten coming. is an anniversary. So you gotta go hard. <laughs> ten to. has gotta have something that is just defining. Something. So if this is going to be improvements, I'm cool with that. Oh, just yeah. make sure ten is defined. Yeah. So. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our tech segment. We are back. Uh, virtual Dopeness. Um, got something special for you guys coming in these next couple episodes. So I've, I've reached out to some special people. And uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, I'll catch you guys on the outro. We thank Styles again. Once again, reminding where we can find you. Hey, JetSetter06 on the Instagram. Find me. You know, follow the pictures. You know, send me a line if you want to talk tech. Send me a line if you want to talk development, man. It's all good in the hood when we talk in tech. Oh, yeah. So uh, thank you guys, and I'll catch you guys on the outro. And ladies and gentlemen, that is episode eight of Virtual Dopeness. We really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you sticking with us through our marathon episode here. Uh, We had some important, fun stuff to talk about, stuff that you guys may not have have picked up, but hopefully we explained in great detail. Got y'all a little bit edumacated (laughs) or what we can. We appreciate y'all. We want to hear from you. Uh, Add Virtual Dopeness on Twitter, Virtual Dopeness on Instagram, Virtual Dopeness on Facebook, Virtual Dopeness at gmail.com, Virtual Dopeness on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, and we really appreciate everybody's love and support sticking with us, coming back to us after we took this little break and hiatus. And this is the sentimental side of me saying this, is that sometimes that you just have to, to, when you get knocked down, just hop back up, get back on it. Take some time to yourself, of course, to reflect and figure out and meditate, do whatever you need to do, drink some turmeric tea. Do what you can, <laughs> but 
Uh, honestly, we've had some great support from other podcasters. Shout out to Five Fifths and the whole NWAP cast crew. Shout out to uh, everybody who ha- has reached out to me. But I-, I don't always go to the to the so-called Church of Charlemagne the guy because he he gets out there sometimes. But he did say something profound a couple weeks ago by saying that there's no losses really in life. There's lessons. So sometimes you win some, sometimes you, you, you just need to take a lesson and move on. So that's what this time was. That's what this time did. And, and now we back. Don't don't call it a comeback. Call it a, a return from sabbatical because we were coming back the whole time. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Keep listening. Keep shouting us out. If you have any questions, hit us up. I'd love to, to get some dialogue going around questions. Maybe we talked about something that was a little bit over your head that, or that maybe you want to get interested in. Let us know. We are here for you, and you guys are here for us, obviously, and we appreciate it. So, see you guys next week, and as always, be virtual and live dope.